at sixty percent. I can see that because he's leaving. He's he's a he's a likable person. He's an articulate person. Uh, our economy isn't terrible. It's got a lot of missed potential. A lot better than other economies around sure, the world. Yeah, we're the healthiest. I always yeah. tell people we're the healthiest looking horse in the glue factory right now. <laughs> we. We've got a lot of work to do, though. Here's the problem. We've got big problems in this country. I think they're completely fixable, and we can fix them on our own terms as a country. But John Boehner said to me, you're going to have the same problem as Speaker that he had as Speaker yeah. with in terms of the kind of caucuses you have to deal with. Is that a fair appraisal by John Boehner? He did say that to me. And, and our, said, yeah. <laughs> so that is fair. <laughs> but our caucus has gotten so much more uh, unified right. than ever before. Like you said in the intro, I only lost one vote for Speaker. Right. That's pretty darn rare. Uh, and the reason is, it's two things as I see it. I spent all of 2016 getting our members to come together to agree to an agenda that we would all agree on, run on, and present to the country to try and earn the right to implement it in 2017. So 2016 was a unifying moment to come up with our principles, I mean, to take our principles and apply them to problems, come up with an I- ideas and an agenda. Mm-hmm. We did that. That in and of itself was unifying. But now that we have this opportunity with unified government to put it in place is extremely unifying. We don't have uh, divided government where you have a lot of frustration coming, bringing to the top like we had under when John Boehner was speaker. All right. I want to talk about the congressional agenda. But first, uh, your relationship with the president elect, soon to be the president on January 20th. It's very good. Is it getting better? Yeah, yeah. We, we, How is so it getting better? In the campaign, it wasn't the best. I'll say that. So we're very different <laughs> Shall people. I remind you what he said no, about you? No, I know, I know. I, he tweeted these things. Uh, first of all, I'm a big boy with thick skin. Um, I've been around, this is, like you said, it's my 10th term. I've run on the national stage. So uh, I don't worry about criticisms. That doesn't really affect me at this stage in my life. Uh, we constantly communicate, and that constant communication has done a lot to build trust and to get to know each other much, much better. Uh, I met him for the first time in my—well, no, I met—I shook his hand once in New York like four years ago, just for 30 seconds. But I really met him for the first time about three weeks after he got the nomination in uh, Reince Priebus's office. After he got the nomination? Yeah, that's the first time I met the guy. To really have a serious— Or actually had a conversation. Yeah, I literally right. met him, shook his hand, nice to meet you, and that after was After the nomination? Yeah. So I didn't know the guy. He didn't know me. I didn't know him. So during the campaign, we did not speak frequently, and we had our exchanges and we had our differences. Since the election, uh, we have labored, uh, not labored as in exhausting, but we have worked hard at making sure we're talking all the time. And we do that. We talk. I talked to him so two nights ago. So what's the conversation ago. between him and you? It's almost always about the agenda that's in place. Uh, Mitch McConnell and I spent the last two months working with his team on piecing together a legislative plan and strategy for 2017 to make good on the promises that all of us made to the public who elected us. And how are we going to execute that? So almost all of my conversations revolve around that, about the plans, where we're going to go. Sometimes it's personnel uh, because he's populating a cabinet and those kinds of things. It's all about how to fix these problems, how to get the process going, how to how to deliver on our objectives and our goals. So this re- relationship is healthy. Very healthy. Okay. Very healthy. Um, when one of the things that he has said, uh, and he's used the bully pulpit to talk about jobs and to and to bully corporations into not leaving and <coughs> taking manufacturing overseas. Uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think people want an American president fighting for American jobs, fighting for economic growth. And that uh, resonated in the campaign. It resonated in the campaign. Look. Uh, I ran on the 
on a, on a national stage. We did not win. We thought we could and should have won. He figured out how to do this. And I, you know, he really, he figured out how to con- so what did he connect with people. Out? I think he figured out how to really connect with people on an individual basis. Everybody, you know, talks about Twitter and all of this stuff. He has learned how to communicate directly with the American people to go around, you know, the media and to give voice to people who feel like they have not been heard, who feel like they've been voiceless. So I think in his unique communication skills, which are novel and different than traditional people running for office, he has tapped a vein and 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 given voice to people who felt like they haven't heard, have, haven't been represented, and that uh, basically gave us a winning coalition. I actually look at the the election. I, Wisconsin's a perfect example. We we went Reagan in '84 is the last time. That's when he won everything except for Minnesota. Right. So we are pretty much typically a blue state. How is it that Donald Trump? Uh,